to Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. I am host A or B. I don't know what the power rankings are here. Denard Dale, a.k.a. Blind Monkey, a.k.a. that guy who put up those subway posters once, I guess. I'm host 2, Mute Monkey, a.k.a. I, I haven't done any shit like that. My Photoshop chops are just not there. At least as far as we all know. Maybe his lawyer just thinks we should know what he's been up to. Yeah. From my understanding of his disposition, there's some Viva La Resistance Revolution shit going on over there. Kind of like... We like spray paint a little bit more. I don't know, it's uh, more user-friendly. It's very V for Vendetta if you're an Alan Moore or Wachowski head, I guess. More Wachowski than Alan Moore, even though... Oddly, I guess because of my political leanings, I should like Alan Moore a little bit more, but I don't know. I mean, he's not a universal vitamin. He's not for everyone. Sometimes he has trouble pacing out an idea. You know what else had trouble pacing out an idea? <laughs> one of our shows, Fairy Gone. <laughs> this was a fun one for me because I did not hate it at all. It didn't make me sad watching it, although it did make me kind of frustrated watching it. I was, I had a whole lot of fun not picking on it so much, but um, I had a whole lot of fun not at all getting it. Fairy Gun, I think that's the right way to put it. It is not a actively bad show, or I even think it ever really sinks into the baseline of a bad show. There is a structural competency throughout. Like, it looks like something that could have made it to the 1230 slot on Adult Swim when I was coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I would watch this. This is a show that I would totally watch after uh, after Gundam. Yeah, I would totally watch this while I'm waiting for, like, Trigun to kick off. But, um, no, I would I would probably never seek out this show. It has this thing where I'm just completely left in the dust of its exposition every single episode. We're uh, We're three episodes in. Uh, for oh this... yeah, we watched three episodes of this and the second show we're doing. We also watched three episodes of just for context, in case Fairy Gone gets way better or way worse later. <laughs> Where do I start with this one? Um, I well, want. I, I, I will say it is a show I think I would have personally sought out on my own free time. In that, when it comes to anime, you know, everyone has their pet things. You can see that uh, Sam enjoys when they really uh, unpack the character dynamics well in these shows. And I like that too, but I guess one of my main points of entry when it comes to the whole anime, manga, and I guess a lot of comics and novels already too, is I have an appreciation for a lot of fantasy action stuff. It was like my entry point into oh damn yeah no anime like a lot of like I got I was I was into all that like Basilisk, Roni Kenshin stuff growing up. Of course, most of my favorite moments from anime, you know, in the yeah about twenty years now of watching it, have been those. Pretty kick-ass, you know, action moments that could only really have taken place in anime. And when I was uh, sort of being onboarded into the genre, I mean, I guess it, it, the timing lined up with the whole Full Metal Alchemist comic series, which is, you know, Chef's Kiss, and then, if, you know... A we few... could do an episode about Full Metal Alchemist, but honestly, God, I don't think you want to hear me masturbating for an hour. I know, there's a... I think there's a market for that. Can you do the whole ASMR thing? I think it's get really raspy for voice while I talk about Edward. I think the more entertaining option is just, instead of recording an episode about me talking about Full Metal Alchemist, instead, you record me watching Full Metal Alchemist and then kind of laugh at me as I literally cannot get through an episode without pausing five times, turning to my girlfriend and explaining to her, you know why this is so fucking cool right here? Man, we might need to do that in video just so we can catch the fist pumping aspect of that. We're about, we're about to lose the thread here. We're like, five, <laughs> we're like five sentences away from losing the thread. Fair, fair. Okay, fairy gone. Okay, so fairy gone. So yeah. Um, I don't think like, I've ever watched... No, that's not true. I have not watched a more unapologetically plot-driven series, at least that I can remember, since Gundam Double L. Now, it should be said I liked Gundam Double L, but in Fairy Gone, much like Gundam Double L, the characters do not so much drive the plot as they are just sort of thrown in to act it out. Um, that is very true. I had a feeling very much like a and d campaign, which can be a good or bad thing for a show, but in Fairy Gone, you just get the sense that it's time for us to go to here. Yeah, and something's 
happening and we're doing something about it. And I'm not really sure who told us to do it or why we're doing it or what reason. But well, the oh man, there's bit... villains. I I think. Yeah, there's a fairy mafia, there's a vaguely oppressive government. I guess I should lay out the basic setup here. It's not too deep. Oh, good. I'm glad you're going to do that for me, because I certainly can't. We are X number of years after the aftermath of a war. Judging by how much of one character aged up, I guess it's between 10 and 20 years. The specifics don't matter. It just needs to be that this one little girl becomes a protagonist age bracket. I guess uh, since this isn't a terrible show, I should point out it's not a teenager. She's like, what, early 20s or something? She some seems kid? to be in her 20s or so. Yeah, I would, I would put her around there. Because, you know, you have to be very specific with that when talking about uh, anime female protagonist ages, I guess. There's this war, and during this war, they capture fairies. They turn them into stands. And turn them into like, stands. I'm going to cut to the chase here. They, fairies are stands in this show. The, the mechanics of it are, you know, a little... About as different as they needed to be for legal purposes. But fairies are stands. I had a point of ambiguity of the show, the whole fairies are stands thing, by the way. Oh yeah, they make fairy super soldiers with stands or some shit. People have fairies in them. But the first time someone in the show used their stand thing, I wasn't sure if I resented the show for ripping off the thing so nakedly or appreciated it that... They were, like, clean enough with the delivery of the fact that these were just stands that they didn't have yeah. to explain anything about how their battle system was. You like, know this. You've seen this. They exposit endlessly about so much everything stuff on the show. Everything else. Literally everything else. But how but the action whole is just fairy cleanly action done. Yeah. works. Nope. You know. You've seen it before. Why go over it a second time? You've Listen. Had... <laughs> Listen. You know what you're here for. Like, you're already watching this fucking thing. It's like, why, why, why are we going to stand on ceremony here? You've been on Stand Island before. Let's see, what were the stands we had? Um, Our main girl, I don't know what the thematic resonance of it is, if anything, but she has a fire thing going. It, it looks sort of like a um, mannequin in a wedding dress. It looks kind of like one of those mournful statues that you'd see in a church graveyard. Yeah, very, very bloodborne aesthetic on the yeah. stands themselves. Uh, especially um, the wolf. Yeah, the male lead the in wolf. this has a giant wolf stand. It's pretty it's fucking badass, I gotta tell you. Like, points on, um, the way that wolf acts and moves does way more to sell him as a cool guy than any line they add in it or backstory stuff that they do. Yeah, I don't know who these characters' personalities are. I really just don't. <laughs> they, they sort of just talk about whatever the plot happens to be about at that particular moment. It's nothing against the characters. I'm sure they're fine as people, but they don't seem to be doing anything other than talking about proper nouns. Just endless the proper, proper nouns. nouns. Are... Oh my um, god. The most functional stand seemed to belong to um, the girl's old friend. Uh, she has a long lost friend. They were separated during the war and the friend is back and doing... She's bad now. She's, she's doing bad stuff, doing edge things. Her name's Victoria or something, right? Her name's Victoria. And okay, cool. I was right. She evidently I'm won having the a hard time remembering all these names. She won the fucking superpower lottery because, again, they expose about everything else, but her thing is so clean. Anyone that's wounded, her stand thing can just gank them in the moment. It's oddly specific because pretty much everyone else is um pretty much everyone punch else ghost. Is punch ghost, punch fairy. Let's we'll call them punch fairies. Let's show the show just a little bit of respect there. Everyone's punch fairy seems to um kinda do just that. It it, it fairy punches people. And yeah. uh, yet Victoria's then has a very specific mechanic as though she's from part four and <laughs> uh, and then the wolf is from part three. That That is the general feeling. Here's the weird thing, though. So, this character we just described, Victoria, right? Mm-hmm. She is protagonist A's old bronze friend, runs around in red, they got separated, is doing bad assassin things now. Protagonist B has a different old blonde friend, friend running around doing bad assassin things now. And I get... Like, parallelism and symmetry and all that shit. Like, I have an MFA in fiction for reasons that escape me. But can you do that, like, with this, within the same orbit of characters, within the same two episodes? What I like is that it's lazy on a couple different levels. <laughs> First, 
First, the writers, writer, writing staff. I think this is an anime uh, original. It's an original production. This yeah. is an anime original <laughs> for a given value of original, but we'll talk about that. So it's lazy on two different levels. On the first level, he more or less just wrote the same character twice. Uh, when we find out they were related, that's gonna. I'm going to have called that fucking harder than Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> Oh, and boy, did he call her murder frenzy. Uh, We've the, been placing bets on that one for like going a, on 10 years now. I read, that, I I read those books it, in high school. It was, be- it was before the show started airing. Um, the second way it's lazy is that they're both kind of a little bit char asnable. It really works that we recently did a tribute to uh, char asnable episode. Because they decided they wanted to do a uh, tribute to Charizable show, I guess. And uh, I hope it works out for them. Well, this show is a tribute to a whole lot of other shows. And I guess I really shouldn't give shows shit for that just on principle. But um, it also has the disadvantage of being impossible to follow. And I don't know what I'm watching (laughs) half the time. And people won't stop fucking talking about really, really complex things that they're doing and want to do. And things that are important, I guess. I don't know. I have to say. I just don't fucking know because they won't stop talking. I remember in one conversation they dropped... No less than a half dozen proper nouns within a, maybe ten sentences of dialogue or so. And I just was aghast that they would think that I am smart enough or astute enough to follow this. And I'm just not. I'm I, sorry. I sort of just dipped my head into a pool of proper nouns and absorbed none of them. But I was never really mad at the show as much as Lost. When it comes to the show, it's a composite of uh, other shows' ideas, and we can dump into which one's where. Like, it's better than Awari no Sarah. Yeah, I, I know I'm prone to going back to our old victims, but <laughs> it really just reminded me of how much I hated Seraph at the end. This is way better. Like, maybe you don't even need to be that original if you you can just, like, get up and do your job like a human mm, being instead of whatever like, the fuck they were doing on that on that show. No, this is this show does work. It really does work. It gets up at 7 a.m. every morning. It drives to work. It puts in its eight hours. It goes to a bar. It gets, you know... It takes off its boots. It takes off this notepad. It writes down 17 more proper nouns. It's going to put into the first three minutes of the next fucking episode. <laughs> and then it goes to sleep and does it again the next day. Awari no Seraph wakes up, doesn't have a job. <laughs> so doesn't have, doesn't have a job. Gets on YouTube. Uh, probably gets high after. A oh, couple, it blazes one the size it, of your probably fist. Probably gets high after about a half hour of YouTube or so. Um, oh, not or, not high in a way though that stimulates creativity. Like not off of necessarily weed, but like CBD oil or some shit. I can vouch for CBD oil. You don't get high. Oh, man, I'm on a podcast talking about CBD oil. Hey, Jamie, Google that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to orphan this metaphor here. No, Aurora no Seraph, when asked about what it did with its day, really is only capable of answering in shit it makes up about what it did with its day because the answer really is nothing. I think it's going to give you an answer in the genre of what did you do with your day? Get off my back. I thought you loved me. Wage slave. <laughs> Wage slave. It has a folder full of memes you're growing increasingly uncomfortable with as you wonder just what URLs it's exploring in your time off. So yeah, this um this setting's a uh... Edge thing, and I'm not aver- I'm not averse to. No, I love Edge. Edge is one of my favorite fucking things. So Edge, I'm just. I don't know. I guess if it... okay, so it's this. The story's Edge thing is that essentially there are these fairies that they're like shoving it. They're shoving into super soldiers, or whatever, to make them super soldiers, and everything has like a. A little sprinkle of Alice in Wonderland kind of diction over everything. Like the like, there's an organization yeah, sort of like, called like Arcane, like Arcane or whatever, and people sort of like how the uh, how um, handshakers had this sprinkling of um, vaguely Babylonian jargon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is like um, so in the way that anime kind of does that. They'll like grim's... they'll sort of pick a source material of some sort and kind of layer in there just a little bit. Yeah, so like you know, Grimm's fairy tales meets Witch Hunter Robin. I guess what was weird to me about it, and maybe we'll get more into it. 
sometimes it feels like when you do that kind of thing, it has to mean something. I don't mean something deep. I mean something like base level, like environmental destruction or some bullshit vis-a-vis like the fairy exploitation or whatever. But here it just, I guess just feels like it exists. Like it's there, it provides a note of flavor, but it doesn't mean anything for better or worse. It doesn't really serve to advance an idea. Um, I don't know, maybe it does. I guess, yeah. I Maybe guess that's I mean, a curse of three episodes in. It could very well be that it totally does, and we just cannot follow this series because it's impenetrable. Yeah, I think what would help this show out a lot would be to cram at least ten more names and places in the uh, episode opening uh, expository bits. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to like do this, then fucking commit to it. Don't half-ass this shit. I basically want Tech 9 reading the Silmarillion. Oh. <laughs> uh, Here's I, I want to give this uh, this show some credit because I feel it deserves some. The character designs I thought are pretty up there. The show looks great. It has a good color palette for something. It has a pretty good go color palette. It seems to, it it has a fun aesthetic that uh, reminds me just a little bit of um of your Full Metal Alchemist, but not so much that it feels like it's aping it too hard. Yeah, I get, I I could even file that under maybe like influenced by instead of a instead of, instead of a brick through a window as shows are wont to do. Well, like, okay, artists borrow, great artists steal. Mm. Um, but no, this, it, it definitely sort of has its own look, and I, I can appreciate that. You know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit is uh, Dishonored? Yes, Dis- that's the exact title. I was think I was trying to peg it like, the whole it time. It just came to me right now. That it was a stealth game. It wasn't Metal Gear Solid. No one's calling themselves no. Naked Snake. No one's, anyone's, uh, no one thinks they're someone's long lost brother or anything. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Not, I mean, Dishonored. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, this, Dishonored is all over this thing, um, including the uh, look of its limited mechanical... Be- Do you remember that one fucking car that had, like, the beetle legs okay, in so front? I, I hate when people fucking do this. I really do. <laughs> I love when a show creates a world and maybe some things seem like they're kind of impractical or whatever, but whatever, just live in the fucking world, right? But let me let me spell it out because we, we can't show them a picture of it. At some point in the second episode, someone drives up in a, I don't want to call it a truck. Yeah, sure, like a truck. Mm-hmm. It has, I guess you could say, three axles. On the on the second two axles, there are wheels. On the first axle, it has, like, spider legs. It has what I can only... And these spider legs are booking to try to make this thing look like it can move realistically. And I I am laughing. I really have to wonder. My gonads off. How are the spider legs at all practical? It seems like they were to require so much more energy, power, whatever, in order to work. Like you, so much more prone to breaking. You could excuse it if it was all spider legs. If it was, like if a it was all spider legs, right? If they just like never figured out wheels, they'd figured out spider legs instead. I'm like, okay, yeah, that would never happen. But sure, yeah, but I'll this live, thing has. I'll back play wheels. with you here. No, this thing has does have wheels. So you can't off road it. Otherwise, this thing's gonna be scooting around like a dog dragging its ass around the carpet. <laughs> which, as great an image oh, as that is for I our car, I want to see them do that. I want to see them go to the jungle or something in a later episode of that with one of these things and have it horribly malfunction. Which, it would be pretty fucking great. Just have one of the blonde villains be yelling at the fucking thing. Piece of shit! Oh man, I can see the future dialogue already, just... Remember who you are! I'm someone whose fucking bullshit car doesn't fucking work! (laughs) But yeah, the car is entertaining. There were, what were the other little world note things other than like, okay, so everything has these sort of um, sing-songy names, Will Carlin, etc. Everything's got sing-songy names. There's all sorts of fucking jars everywhere. Oh yeah, jars of creatures of and jars. parts of creatures. And... I don't want to quite call it jar core because it's not that much, but like... Maybe jar punk? Jar punk. <laughs> but no, the world is so full of jars and most of these jars have fairies in them. I, I, I guess, and that makes sense or whatever, but I'm just struck by all of the jars that I get in every episode. I get at least mm. three an episode. Oh man, you had the, uh, in terms of the names, you had the Arcane Mafia. <laughs> what is the name of the MI6 ass fairy secret service that the. Oh, shit, was that Dorothea or was Dorothea, it Dorothea? there we go. Yeah. Dorothea. Oh yeah, our main character is sort of a spy who was infiltrating the mafia for the fantasy government. 
which then they could have delivered pretty cleanly across three episodes. Uh, we sort of sprinted in six minutes. I, I def- Well, here's the thing. To their credit, I definitely know that he was infiltrating the fairy mafia on behalf of Fairy MI6. That, that bit of information has not been lost on me. Most other information that they have tried conveying to me in the uh, two episodes, hence, no. No, it didn't get there. Speaking of information and names, how about the name Bitter Sweet? All right, so here's the thing. I'm, no, well, I'm, I'm gonna oh, yeah, this yeah, one. go for it, go for it. So they're in the middle of expositing about something else. When suddenly he grabs protagonist B and shoves her out of sight and says, Sweetie, question mark. And the gag is that this sort of Bond girl kind of woman in the anime tradition I would actually, yeah, out, that, that, that's very accurate right there. Stumbles out and says, I didn't know you were into children now. Because the girl is like 20 and he's like, what, 35 or something, whatever. But, but yeah, put him around there. She's evidently someone from his past. And more important than any of the plot stuff, any of the... Yeah, I remember this of, way better than any of that shit. <laughs> any of the government rebellion crime shit is the fact that she is a human being that has lived her life named Bittersweet and just acts like this all the time. So here's the thing. If these are her first two names and her last name is Symphony, then yeah, they get... They get the nod for the JoJo reference right there for naming shit after songs. Otherwise, no, that's goddamn silly. I don't know. I guess they wanted to keep their JoJo levels at a uh, 9 instead of a 10. Instead of a 10. Yeah, I'm sure. It's... <laughs> it's the fact that this show is full of such silly shit like this. Like, it's... literally, fairy mafia. And yet it takes itself so goddamn dead seriously. There's not a hint of irony anywhere in this show it's weirdly endearing yeah no i can't help it it's i kind of get a little engine that you know tried off of this show it's, it's, it's like we said i could definitely watch this while i'm waiting for like fucking trigon to start there, there's nothing cynical about it like a whole lot of times with shows that are as pretty edge boldly derivative as this show tends to be i'm i'm not gonna let it completely off the hook it will seem cynical and lazy, but honest to fucking God, they want to do something, and they're really trying, and they take it so seriously, and I can't help but admire them. It is something. For me, I think the only guys who are really uh, super underperforming on the staff, other than where, I guess, okay, the writers aren't doing a whole lot of heavy lifting. The here, writers but... are doing a whole lot, but it's not really working too hard. I found... And maybe it's like a petty gripe, but like I found the sort of active rock thing they were going for in the soundtrack kind of Oh, yeah, the sort of... And I guess not... it's weird because the show has such a sense of pointed style to it. And then it's got a sort of a soundtrack that just doesn't kind of... Yeah, it's... Like it has a soundtrack that completely blends, whereas everything else is like green and red colors they playing wanted... everywhere in military uniforms and... They wanted Hiroyuki Sawano. <laughs> They had to get, you know, kind of not hear Yuki Sawano for this one. Ah, uh, a classic mistake across many series. Wait, wait, Jamie. Google if it's Google if it's hear Yuki Sawano on this series. Oh man. Okay. Let, 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 we're gonna we're gonna fact check check ourselves real quick here. I guess. A musician named No Name, as in no knowledge, not no negative. <laughs> so it's, it's not him. Music and. I don't know, dude. Step it up, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not like as I say, it's very clear what they're going for. And no, I don't know how why they didn't just get him. I mean, they got him for fucking Owari no Sarah. <laughs> I mean, I guess he can't do Although every he show. Was Though I would love to see trying on that one if I'm if mm. I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> I think it'd be funny to dump uh, Sawano themes into more non into more like. Not even non-action, non. No, no, you need like, to put, just that just put that him in the make him do fucking pop, make him do fucking pop tape. <laughs> pop, no, you, you make him do pop tape. Well, no, that would be funny, and like you could understand the irony of doing that. No, man, put him in fucking slice of life shows. Just the music swelling as four girls put, put start him trying in, to like, make a band. Tearjerker emoto shows. <laughs> <laughs> put him in love live. Great. A thing here. Yeah. A thing on the plot level. Just mm. something I thought about. Just something that struck me. 
So they made 300 fairy super soldiers or whatever. There are X left because they were hunting them down after the war. Why is it in every setting... <laughs> people don't treat their super soldiers Why right. do people feel the need? It's like, is there something in the human media that says, fuck our super soldiers? Don't like, bully we, super soldiers. Do we, if, if there was anyone that you would stick with a nice pension program to keep them quiet. Like, the best case scenario when you bully your super soldiers, they'll beat the shit out of you in an elevator. That is the best case scenario. Usually they just gut you. But for some reason, either during their creation or afterwards, Dr. Fuckfaces just wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and says, Today we'll be moving the project forward by electrocuting each of their genitals and testing their reaction. And their reaction is always the same thing. Ow. Why is there a chumper cable on my crotch? And they don't appreciate it. And the plot moves from there. And I get it. You need some inciting action, but... I don't know. Maybe if this state is so borderline fash, maybe they, like, have some hero worship thing going on with these guys instead. You could do a lot of shit with that. Like, the whole state alchemist thing was cool, I thought. Yeah. Is the state supposed to be borderline fash? If it is, then they could do way more to communicate that. You know, you'd think that they would talk I about it. I thought that might be where it was going. I could have misread it. Um, the show hasn't beat that drum. Have Not as heavily as Full Metal Alchemist beat it, certainly. Yeah, so, I don't know. I guess we'll see where that goes, or likely won't, because the second show in this episode is better. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The Super Soldier thing has always been fucking bizarre to me across anime, video games. Most likely how America would treat its own Super Soldiers at any given point. I'm sure that you've seen the VA. It's not going to be great. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Master Chief's gonna be sitting there, he hasn't gotten his check in three months. <laughs> He's gonna have some strong words for someone. It's going to be what we call an issue. <laughs> so, do you remember the artificial fairies? Yeah, yeah, no, that was... That was honestly got low key the best the best moment of the third episode. It's just, the, it's just when the guy literally says the words... Artificial fairies. I don't and know. There's an ominous pan behind him to these various suits of armor, which will be animated by bad, bad juice. B- the, the, the bad shit. It runs on bad shit. Pure, you know, high octane bad shit. Like you know, you can get like diesel or unleaded. Like they went pure, expensive, high grade bad shit for them. And it reminded me um, of nothing more than okay. So ten years ago, um, were, were you before yeah, the end? Before the end. I believe the two of us were both reading Penny Arcade mm-hmm. about ten years ago, and it reminded me of nothing more than the line, "That's right, we can create wolfoids." <laughs> yeah, it has like it that was spirit. right the fuck there, and yeah, of course, because in the last ten years, parody has morphed into reality. It was great. It reminded me. With that specific flavor of uh, edge building, that some like people I say they watch. It. I'm not trying to dunk on the show. I'm not, I'm not trying to dunk it. Sometimes the things you, sometimes the things you like are funny. It's, no, it's, no, it's like I actually did love this the, fucking moment. But with that brand of edge building, you know, we often say we watch certain media to indulge our inner child. That's not quite true for me. I think I indulge, I watch it to indulge my inner teenager. <laughs> And my inner teenager was pretty down to clown with that. Artificial fairies. Artificial fairies. And which wolfoids. Which I want to see an artificial fairy fight a wolfoid. Fucking protagonist B has a wolfoid stand, I guess. Oh yeah, and he did actually... That thing is great. It runs of, on all fours like it, the fucking werewolves in Skyrim. He did actually take one or two artificial fairies to Pound Town with that thing, so I guess. Oh we right, in to... episode two, yeah, before in we knew they were. Episode two, yeah, I forgot about episode two. Artificial fairies. So one thing that frustrates me about this series that you see in episode two and three a whole lot is that they really, and this is going to be a little bit hard to articulate without sort of um showing you folks, but they almost give you a really good fight scene every once in a while in this series. They almost give it to you. And then, sort of in an effort to surprise you, they will stop it real short. Um, it's true. They of, will not let you finish. They give you uh, action edging, I would say. Um, so, towards the end of the third episode, for instance, which is the one that I've uh, watched the most recently and is thus the one that I'm going to be talking about for the purposes of this example. 
Uh, Free. Free is the name of um the older what a of, name. of the two protagonists. It's, it's easy to remember. I'll fucking give them that. Free and this bittersweet uh, character that he has encountered come in contact to the MacGuffin that they were uh, searching for this whole episode. Or they were not searching for it. They knew where it was. It was briefly stolen. The table of contents of the Black Fairy Tome. And they talk about this Black Fairy Tome over and over again. I still don't know what the Black Fairy Tome is. I don't know what's in it. I don't know why they want it. They want it, though. It's on the ground between them. And, you know, throughout the episode, this bittersweet character's prowess as a fighter has been built up a little bit. You know, you're thinking, oh man, we might get something here. And sure enough, they make a go at one another for a second. And then it's And then immediately, immediately, the fight is cock-blocked by uh, protagonist one, Marlia. Marlia then shoots the ground next to her and says, all right, next time I'm not going to miss. And, uh I kind of wanted them to sword fight for a little bit. Just a little bit. Then she could, like, you just give me another, like, 15 seconds of that shit. When the fights are our best thing that a show has going for it, it feels a bit like when a band just refuses to play the song that they know you came there for. Like, Mastodon still basically refuses to play Blood and Thunder now. <laughs> and Back before Robert Plant decided that he was Robert Plant and not member of Led Zeppelin Robert Plant, I, I'm pretty sure that they just stopped doing Stairway entirely. Brutal. Yeah, they... They were done with it. Funny that we paired those references. Mastodon just released a cover of Stairway. I need to check that shit out. It works. It works. They're playing in Coney Island this year, right? We need to look that up. Yeah, no, no. It's them and Coheed and Cambria are playing in Coney Island. Oh, um, in terms of uh, being a 3D nerds, yeah, Sludge Metal 2, Superhero yeah, Comics, pretty, Anime, pretty, yeah, Wrestling. Like I, 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 love, I, I don't, I I don't love sleep. I just want to inhale. I do love my prog and, and Coheed and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria was Babby's first prog. So yeah, Fairygon is a moderate program. But there are a thousand fucking anime every season. So because I said that, that means you are never going to watch Fairygon. And you will be fine for not doing so because it kind of just exists. Yeah, you're not missing too amazingly much. It's it, it's fun for a second or two every uh, every episode or so. It's more just... I feel I more had fun being frustrated with the thing that I did actually consuming it as yes. a piece of art. It is definitely a show you might watch to talk about with someone that, I don't know, if you're paired off with someone, then uh, maybe that can be your couple show and you can bant about its rises and falls. Although for my money, the show, the show to do that with is, of course, still Domestic Girlfriend. Ah, uh, yes, Domestic Canajo. That thing is a fucking human event. We were talking about it a little while ago, and um, that episode was recorded more than a month before this one, and I've had a whole lot of time to think about that show, and um, there were definitely better shows that came out that season, certainly. Mm -hmm. None of them were just as fun to experience, like, in a room with another person Oh yeah, that, that one. It is definitely I had a so much fun just watching piece. it. Yeah. And just sort of watching it go to the places it does. Do you remember Jerry Springer, like the heyday of that kind yeah, of material? Absolutely. It, it like is, that mode of engagement just... It, there's something so amazingly daytime TV about the whole thing. Like you and your friends skip school and this is your reward. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. watch, watch Domestic Girlfriend. I, it really needs to get that second season, guys. Please, please, you gotta help me out here. I need it. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I think Pander's pretty hard. I think it's getting a second season. So I mean, I'm sure something that is, like, beautifully produced high art won't because of the balance of the universe. But I believe Domestic Lacana Joe is coming back for us. Until I see that Kaguya-sama is coming back, I will not believe, on principle, that Domestic Lacana Joe is coming back. Fair, fair. Although... Oh, in our bridge between shows, was going to come with this? Because of you... I tried the Kaguya-sama manga, and because of you, my fucking life is ruined, because I <laughs> Are went you through that shit in, like, four days. Perhaps caught up on the Kaguya-sama manga? I am perhaps... So am I! ...exactly up to date in the Kaguya-sama manga. <laughs> As of press time, it is a Kaguya wants to confess, parentheses, ice. And, um, I don't know, I had goals once, I was a person... 
I never had fucking goals. I just had shit that I wanted to do that day. It's been Well, maybe right. that's the approach I should have taken until fucking now. <laughs> but I'm relatively driven. Another guy who's relatively driven is the protagonist of Blade of the Demon. And man, can this guy not catch a fucking break. Or... I guess, okay, Japanese title, Kimetsu no Yaiba. I don't Kimetsu know what no level Yaiba, of weeb you're Demon engaging Slayer. in this. I've been calling it Demon Hunter, but the, the English seems to be Demon Slayer. I, I don't know, maybe it's just Warcraft something something. De- Demon Slayer. It's called Demon Slayer. Oh, man. Warcraft Vanilla is coming out soon, but I won't fall down that rabbit hole. I can't. I can't do that shit again, man. Yeah, I can do, like, good, clean meth instead. Like, it's that or Adderall or both. I can't. I, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> Because if I do, then that's just that's just gonna be what I do. Yeah, not much else in common with Warcraft in this in this material, like, other than I guess you know sort of uh, feudal feudal time setting we are kicking around in. But um, yeah, but this was good. I'm actually really enjoying uh, Demon Slayer. I think it's uh, it's it's got an elegant simplicity to it that I like. I think it helps that I have watched as much shonen as I have in my time. Um, that I can appreciate when it is done well and done in a, like, simplified kind of streamlined manner. Yeah. And there's nothing insulting about it, which, you know, isn't a bar we always achieve on this show. No, absolutely. It seems to it seems to assume that you're fairly familiar with Shonen 2. Um, yeah, though, it's... It's storytelling is in a way where I... I if this was like the first weeb shit you had jumped into, I think you'd be able to follow. Yeah, I think I, I absolutely like think they, that you would be able to follow it. Certainly, they are they are good with that. Um, I guess I should talk about the broader setup of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Let's and, let's um, go into the premise here. You you can you can do that. All right. So basically, we have this we have this um kid in this um working class feudal family, in um the Japan in the Japanese countryside. This seems to be in the Edo period, sometime in the eighteen hundreds, I believe. That that like there are power lines in one shot so and the um second worst thing that can happen to you the worst thing is any given war at the time happens to his community in that a demon strolls through and he has a family a hundred percent less populous than he did before he went out that day 90 percent less populous 90 percent therein lies the rub therein lies the rub because instead of dead his sister is alive and a hundred percent demon Demons uh, work a certain way in this show. Near as I can tell, they, they gave me an info dump, although it was not so full of proper nouns and weird ideas that people have. Point being, demons work a certain way in this show. One, one thing is that often when they kill people, they themselves become demons. Not quite in a zombie sort of way. It seems to be a more rare occurrence. It seems more often than not, they just fucking kill people. But there are rare occasions when they spawn a new demon by doing so. Yeah, the show does a good job, A, of making you care about this kid in the baseline, which is, you know, he's a good some kid. of the hardest work. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a, a good a, kid. He's not annoying. And because you care about this kid's reactions, you actually feel a bit of the pathos. He's like, oh, shit, my sister's all vampire fired up. Anyway, this uh, bounty hunter, not bounty hunter, this demon slayer, ho ho, strolls through to slay a theander slay demon the because demon. what else did he get up? What else did he walk all the way here to go? He's not gonna die. There are no Instagram filters he has to add to his food. And thus does he do so. Guy, and, guy's pretty good. He, he delivers on. Uh, he delivers on what he advertises. He's... But after this whole drama thing and. It's hard for me to explain the dramatics of it, but well, actually, it's not, it's not hard. He wants to kill the sister because she's a fucking demon, and the brother's like, "Please let me try to fix this." And I think he, he seems the, to sort of just appreciate the novelty of the idea. Like, not just the novelty; like, he does make the kid fight for it. Pretty like, do you have the strength to see this through? And the whole yeah. thing is like, it's that basic long-term, seemingly impossible task of can I turn this person back from demon dumb or whatever, which. Well, I like it as a shonen protagonist's motivation because it's such a rare thing. Uh, and even uh, Hiroaka is not immune to it. And I love Hiroaka. It's one of my favorite shows right now. But yeah, so much of battle manga is rooted in becoming the, the best number ex. one guy at Thing. Um, and I know we've all enjoyed our One Pieces and, Af- and Afro Samurais, but we have to come up with other things. You know what's weird is that Pretty much the worst ever long-running shonen action anime did not Fairy have... Tale? Bleach. Oh, yeah. Bleach. Yeah. 
the protagonist did not want to become the number one guy at thing. He sort of just... What did he want? Did you know his motivations didn't seem to kick much further than not wanting his friends to be dead? Yeah, I think I think most of the time it's just someone had been kidnapped. It's a new person every time. And they gotta go fucking rescue them. Yeah, they need to start microchipping his friends or something. Or, I don't know. Can oh, they put one of those bells God. they put on cats on them? Maybe just someone starts carrying a fucking gun or something. A gun or... Like, is that at the end of the day, a Zanfakto is just a sword? Remember those whistles that some kids had for the stranger danger thing? Can they start carrying those, <laughs> like, spiritual danger whistles? Though, given how that show generally worked, it would just be a uh, sound that foreshadowed jobbing. Oh, God. So he's having a trauma much... flashbacks yeah, no, right now. I'm just remembering how much fucking work these shows put into building up this dude you're never going to see again because they're about to fucking die. <laughs> Yep. Yep. It is potent. Like, they're about to just get their shit pushed in by this dude who you've been with the whole time and still... So... Yeah, no, it's... We're only three episodes in. Shonen frustrates me sometimes. It does, it does. We're only three episodes in, and um, I can't speak to the superstructure of the show, obviously, because of that. And only six episodes are out, so I couldn't even, like, I don't know, cheat ahead and skip or something. I mean, there's a comic out, there's but a comic I out. have to sleep at some point. I just read all of Kaguya-sama in four days, and you can kill me now. But what I appreciated about these early chapters is that there's just very strong, elemental, A to B, like, sort of bread-and-butter storytelling. And they just make sure that the little emotional beats within that circuit works well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, complexity can be great. We all love our psychopaths, etc. But sometimes achieving these simple loops and doing it well is just worthwhile because you feel the show. Well, I think complexity is best when it disguises itself as simplicity, right? Um, mm-hmm. You could you could do what Fairy Gun does, which yeah, Fairy Gun is complex certainly, and it is complex by way of bombarding you with all of this shit that's going on in this world. And uh, honest to God, it it just seems like they wanted to write a fantasy novel series. And they got an anime order instead. 13 episodes is a tall order for conveying the events that they want you to I give don't know, I don't know when, about I'm, when I'm supposed in... to start catching on to all this shit. But then you actually have um, your complexity done in a uh, kind of smarter way. Um, that Yeah, like your psychopath, your attack on Titan, your uh, sort of your Death Note. It's not quite what I'm thinking of, although I like Death Note. Is um you put a few elements into play and then you have them connect in interesting ways, mm. ways that you would not expect at first and are surprising to learn about as information is released throughout the course of the series. Yeah. Um, I don't actually think that, that Demon Slayer is really a show like that. I think uh, it's, the information will be released throughout the course of the series, but it will be... Probably new information about new things rather than new information about uh, familiar things. Yeah. You know, elements will be introduced. These elements will take the uh, form of you know characters, plot lines and such. It, it, it's a shonen action show. It's a shonen action show. Um, there's a hard line for a shonen action show to walk with in terms of making the... Um... I don't know, they, they're, they're always very, not always, obviously, but they're often very into, you know, showing the sense of heart and grit that these this main character has. And this one does a few smart things that help it to land. There's an episode, some, the third episode takes place over the course of an entire year. This one takes place over the course of an entire year. They skip all of the tired, tired, natural overnight genius stuff. No, it's this, it, it's this kid just putting, just putting in his fucking boot camp work for a year. I'm pretty into that, in fact, just... It takes him a year to learn how to fucking shot web in this one. Yeah, like, I feel like that's that's been a trope that's on the rise in shown in action. Your Hiraka, your Attack on Titan, you know, people... Nah, they just, they're at this shit for months, <laughs> sometimes years. God, fucking Aaron Yeager hanging upside down. For what is implied. I think I think they uh, they never actually tell you that it was three years, but if you do the math, yeah, it was three years before even, like, the fourth episode began. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that bit of the training in the third episode was... 
And I guess I, I guess the cut was done nice too. It took me six months. It I, took six fucking months. Jeez, man. I almost am not sure where to go with this episode because they um they have been so very deliberately pacing this out in such a way that makes it very digestible that three episodes in there aren't actually too many elements in play uh they've written a very good character they've written a very good protagonist uh tanjiro Mm -hmm. the guy's name a just very very good character design calls attention to itself a little bit but not in a sort of obnoxious final fantasy 10 sort of way um (laughs) infinite zipper works it's all of them fucking all i don't like what what are you trying to what do you need to access quickly I think they're like the magic tattoos in D and D. They each of them just has a cantrip they're they can like use an emergency. Going on, yeah. There's an extra fire unzip. <laughs> but no, Tanjiro is um both a well designed character in terms of uh, visually speaking, and just a likable enough dude. Yeah. Although, like I've seen more memorable or immediately more compelling shown in action protagonists, but he. He works. He's got a very simple motivation, which is, I would love my sister not to be a demon anymore. That'd be pretty cool. It would really fit in with my day if, and, you know, if she was 60% less Satan. And, and if this, like, a demon slayer thing is what I gotta do, then by golly, I'm gonna do it. I was really worried for a second when the sister was a survivor, and it's because we do this show, and open with handshakers, and just all the... Emoto shit that has been drilled yeah, they in the have back not, of my brain. Three episodes the in, fi- this is not pivoted to Emoto yet, and I'm really fucking proud of them for not having done that. Now, who's to say? Darling in the Franks is still a show, and any show can go to absolute shit if you give it enough time to do so. Darling in the Franks was the most elegant, gymnast like Simone Biles jump over the shark. <laughs> Like, the Russian judge gives it nine points. I still need to watch it. I don't... Maybe I shouldn't, though. Maybe, like, it's better if Darling in the Franks just exists as this... You know, I would... Hilarious fucking train wreck. I would do... In my mind. The gag watch with you, but there's so much shit happening on a consistent basis, and I still kind of want to make you suffer through Isekai Quartet. If we do Isekai Quartet, and this is an episode idea, by the way, we're going to do that, and we're also going to do Subasta Reservoir Chronicle. I have never watched oh, a single... Oh, sweet, let me die. Let's do it. I've never watched a single episode of Car Captors, of uh, Tokyo Babylon, of uh, Holic, any of Clamp's shit. I've, I've consumed none of it except Code GS, and they only did the character designs. Avengers Infinity War claims to be the most ambitious <laughs> crossover of all time. <laughs> And we'll do that, and we'll do Isekai Quartet. And I, I wish I found Konosuba funny. I just, oh my god, I don't. I just hate Isekai so much. <laughs> I just hate it so fucking much, guys. And maybe we'll do we an wouldn't. episode just about that genre in particular. But even Shield Hero, which was supposed to be the elevation of the genre into legitimate... No, man, when they start talking about video game mechanics, I just got fucking mad. We're not gonna do the hyperbolic um, YouTube thing and compare Isekai to, like, a failed disease, like, cancer Ebola or something. That's petty and childish. Isekai is like herpes. <laughs> it's annoying and it won't go away. But we're, we're getting off track here. We're supposed to be talking about Demon Slayer. Although, the more... The more I think about it, the less there honestly is to say about this series. It's, the masks are it, amusing. It's very good. Yeah, it's uh, the, the the series visual look. Um, there's something to be said for it. it it's pretty singular. Mm-hmm. You you know you know immediately what you're watching. It doesn't feel like a lot of shows that we've seen and uh, quite a few that we've talked about on this podcast. Where I'll be watching it and I'll be thinking, oh, I'm watching one of. A dozen different mid two thousands. Oh man, hair anime or whatever. When the images start to blend together and they look like five different five different different people. Yeah, like and I remember like particular offenders were um Awari no Seraph, which I will. That's gonna be my whipping boy till the day we die, and um, Arm Girls Machiavellianism. Oh shit! I think we need to go back to that one. Yeah, I, I don't really remember watching or talking about that episode. As you remember, that was the uh, that was the 
that was the St. Patrick's Day No, episode. I don't fucking remember. I don't, in fact, remember. I, in fact, literally forgot that it was St. Patrick's Day when we watched it. <laughs> because that was how far into the whiskey dimension I was. I think we put away a fucking... A liter of the honey jack that... Well, anyway. I'm gonna uh, bite the uh, red letter media structural thing and say, um... Alright, our two shows. Would you recommend Fairy Gone? Yes, kind of. Yes, kind of. Watch it I'm, with a friend. I'm gonna say... I wouldn't necessarily recommend Fairy Gone just because... Not so much this season, but the last season was the, just the densest of good, good, good shows. Good shows, and this season is just not there at all. Which presents a rare opportunity for a catch-up season, I guess. Like, yeah, no, I, you, you could totally just... Go you, watch A Place Beyond the Universe. <laughs> You could do a place beyond the universe. If you didn't get Kaguya-sama done, then fucking get Kaguya-sama done. What the hell are you waiting around for? Just just catch up with the zeitgeist. Show number two. Gonna steal the red letter media thing again. Would you recommend Demon Slayer? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's just a, it's just a straight up good time. Yeah, I, I would uh, unabashedly recommend Demon Slayer. It does not demand a whole lot of you. Um, that's not necessarily a problem though. Loop on the third does not demand a whole lot of you, and it's one of that my, is a great point of comparison. Of, like it's like the fa- it's like the fantasy action version. Yeah, no, like absolutely. Simple storytelling, just run through. It's just like right there. Um, it's it's not episodic the way that Lupin is, but like yeah, no, it's it's sort of just like look, this is what you're getting. You understand it? Cool. It's not difficult to understand. Here it is. I I would absolutely recommend it. Yeah. Uh, Man, our time in um, uh, Grimdark Japan in the show reminded me, we need to finish Dororo at some point. We need to finish starting Dororo at some point. I think we only got an episode or two into that thing. Dude's right, dude's right. In any case, this has been Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. I'm Denard Dale, a.k.a. Blind Monkey. I'm Sam Legault, a.k.a. Mute Monkey. Thank you for listening, and hey... We went, we went the entire episode without saying anyone should do anything to any elected officials. <laughs> Oops, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh. Alright, it is now connected. Ah, beer. Iron Maiden beer. Lending context and meaning to life. So it's drinking in the same day that kills your gains. Generally speaking, yeah. Because, uh. like, it's while your muscles are doing the recovering. You don't want to put, like, fucking, like, alcohol in there. Oh, okay. It's not like you're a strong dude and then you drink a beer and then your beer poisons your muscles <laughs> until they die. No. No, it... The, the the beer poisons your body and makes it less efficient at um, repairing muscles. Ah, the eternal myth of soy. <laughs> Fucking fortune.